Hey, good morning to each and every one of you as we do begin this new year of learning and growing in our faith in Jesus. Do you remember where you were 15 years ago today? It wasn't a Sunday that year, it was a Tuesday morning. Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. It is one of those days etched into our collective memory. Fifteen years have now gone by since the terrorist attacks of that day, which really forever changed life as we know it here in this nation, but to a great degree everywhere in the world around us. Some would rather not remember what happened on that day. Others cannot forget what happened. Do you know where you were? I was on the other side of that wall, right over there in the church office, as I normally would be on any given Tuesday morning, when we found out about the attacks at the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center in New York City. And then, right here in our own backyard, the Pentagon and then the foiled attempt to bring down the airliner, which did go down because of passenger uh, intervention outside of Shanksville, Pennsylvania. At that time, one of our office workers' uh, father was at the Pentagon, as well as a parent of one of the children enrolled in our early childhood education center. The families of these people, like so many others, were frantic, absolutely frantic with worry because cell phone lines were overloaded and calls could not go through. Do you remember that? Yeah. We found out how vulnerable our communications were then possibly may still be at such a time. I remember sitting, praying, just being with these people in the midst of so much anxious concern and tears. Thankfully, each of these individuals was safe, was safely reunited with loved ones. But as we know, for many, this was not the case. Those attacks, killed 2,996 people, injuring 6,000 other people, causing at least $10 billion in property and infrastructure damage and $3 trillion in total costs. Those images are burned into our minds. So today we remember not only what was lost on that day 15 years ago, we also remember what was found in our life together. What was found was enduring concern for people in their moment of need. What was found was resolve and resiliency in the face of disaster. What was found was a commitment to battle terrorism and uproot the seeds of this wherever it may be found. Remembering this day uh, as we do brings to mind stories. You may have stories of your own, stories of profound courage, heroism, and compassion, certainly by first responders, firefighters, paramedics, police officers, but also common, ordinary, 
everyday citizens who risked their very lives and in a number of instances gave their very lives to help and assist others to safety. And perhaps then without even realizing it, these people found themselves on a mission. That's what we hear about in the gospel lesson for today. Jesus tells us what it means to be on a mission in those two short parables of the lost sheep and the lost coin. That becomes the theme for the message today, on a mission. So may the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching and the hearing and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. Luke chapter 15, we hear today the first two of three parables found in that chapter of what it means to be on a mission, of what it means to be lost and then found again. The parable of the lost sheep is followed by the parable of the lost coin, which is then followed by the parable of the lost sons, what we often refer to as the parable of the prodigal son. We heard about that last one, the prodigal son, the lost sons, way back in early Lent, back in March. But we hear about the other two, the lost sheep and coin today, and how appropriate, how fitting that this is the text today as we launch into this new year of learning and growing in our faith in Jesus. The Lord Jesus entered into our world on a divinely appointed mission from his Father. And that mission was to save and redeem us, which he did through the shedding of his blood on the tree of the cross to buy us back again. And having done so, he now calls us to go out on a divinely appointed mission to bring that good news of life and salvation in Jesus out into the world around us, to people everywhere. This is at the heart of who we are and what we do as a congregation. Our vision for our congregation puts it this way. We gather around the cross, formed and fueled by God's grace and are sent into the world to invite all people to a life transformed by Jesus Christ. As we come together in Jesus' name, we really do indeed gather around the cross. And it's here that we're formed and fueled for our journey of faith in life through worship, through learning, through fellowship. Because this is where the power of God's word and through the sacraments of holy baptism and the Lord's Supper come to us and they strengthen us for that journey of faith. But there's more. The purpose behind this gathering, behind this forming, behind this fueling 
is so that we're equipped then to go out those doors, out on the mission to which Jesus calls us. Redeemed by Jesus, set free from the power of sin through his cleansing blood, we have a message to share with the world. And my friends, Jesus would use each and every one of us down to a person to be his hands and his feet and his mouth to speak of, to show forth how much he loves all people. This is the mission to which we are called by Jesus. It's his mission, and he invites us to join him on it in daily life. As most of you probably know, I grew up on a farm, and because of that experience in my life, I can sense the urgency on the part of that shepherd in the gospel lesson who is concerned about the one missing member of his flock. Because if one of your flock is missing, whether it's a sheep or a cow or a pig or whatever, and it's out there somewhere, out in the pasture, out in the field, in the back 40, you can't just wait around hoping that somehow it'll find its way back home again. Not likely, let me tell you from personal experience. You have to get up and you have to go out there and you have to search for it no matter how inconvenient this may be and no matter what the weather may be like. It could be a matter of life and death for that animal. Now do you see the sense of urgency that our seeking shepherd has when one of his flock is missing? When one of his own goes astray and is lost out there? somewhere, it could be a matter of life and death for that one missing member. Same holds true with the woman who couldn't find one of her silver coins. It's likely that Jesus here is talking about the special silver coins that a married woman would have held on to because it was part of her dowry. And these special coins were sewn into the veil and the headdress on her wedding day. Well, sure, they had monetary value, but she wouldn't have used them in ordinary financial transactions in daily life. She would have held on to them because of their sentimental value. So as with that missing sheep, the woman couldn't rest until this matter was resolved and taken care of. She stopped what she was doing to tear the house apart to find that missing coin. The shepherd and the missing sheep, the woman and the missing coin, they point us to the one who comes looking for us when we are lost, when we've gone astray. 
And having found what was lost, what did the shepherd and what did the woman do? They just go on home and fall into bed? No. They call in friends and neighbors, rejoice with me. I found my sheep, my coin that was lost. A celebration begins. And this, Jesus tells us, is what it's like in heaven over one sinner who repents. In fact, he tells us there's more joy over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. So the question for us then is this, will we join in that celebration? Will we let go of the old hurts and the old grievances due to sin and with the angels of God rejoice when that one lost member repents and returns to the Lord? Friends, there is room in the house of the Lord for all of us, no matter where we've been, no matter what we've done. Our mission is grounded in Jesus' mission. What we do flows out of what he has done for us. The lost sheep and the lost coin didn't just jump up into the hands of the shepherd and the woman who knew they were lost. They had to roll up their sleeves and they had to go out and do the hard work of looking and searching and finding. So is it going to be any different for us today? Short answer, no. Jesus didn't wait for his lost creation to turn around and come to him of their own volition. We didn't because we couldn't. Blinded by sin, we were headed down this slippery slope leading toward death and destruction. Jesus is that faithful shepherd who came into our messed up world to seek and to save that which was lost. And that's you and me. He saved us through his life-giving death upon the cross where he shed his blood to pay the penalty for our straying and going away from the fold. And now, having done so, he calls us to his mission to get out there and seek other people who are straying away into paths that are not life-giving. We can't expect them to just show up and come through the doors of the church. Sometimes they do, but more often than not, they don't. What we can expect and what we should expect is that Jesus is already out there ahead of us in daily life and that he will open up opportunities for you and for me to be Christ to our neighbor through our words and through our actions to love our neighbor and point them 
to that seeking shepherd. Remember those five mission practices we keep talking about and will continue to keep talking about? <laughs> seeking the kingdom, hearing from Jesus in his word, talking to and listening to people, doing good, ministering through prayer. These are how we join Jesus, our shepherd, on his mission. Whether we're at home or at school or at work or wherever we are, because wherever the people of Christ are, their Christ is present. So, having heard God's word, what is God now calling you to do because of that word? Uh, the sermon's going to be over here in about 30 seconds, but it's really not over because it remains to be lived in each of our lives on this kickoff Sunday as we enter into a new year of learning and growing in Jesus, Jesus invites you and me to join him on his mission. Let that mission begin. Amen.